All right, folks, welcome to the podcast. Simon's in the kitchen. I'm basically just going to narrate what Simon's doing. It's 10.15 p.m., Sunday night. We're in Bulgaria. That's these are just facts. I'm just running through the facts before I walk you through the feelings and what and what it felt like. What it would <laughs> the facts are that we're in Bulgaria. <laughs> we were in uh we're on a bit of a trip here. And then uh, you know, we left we left Austin with Kaffir. He's nowhere we don't know where he is. He left. He no, he had to go back to um he had to go back home. Um it was planned. He didn't get in trouble or anything. He just needed to go back. Um, but we uh, we went to Sweden. We went to Finland. We had such a great time. And I'll, and I'll walk you through those. And now we're in Bulgaria and we're packing up. Because uh, in about seven hours. Oh, no. In about, yeah, seven, hour, seven hours we leave for the airport. I every once in a while look over at Simon to make sure that he's nodding. Because make sure I'm telling the truth. Because we actually, we were having dinner tonight at this Bulgarian restaurant. And the hostess was telling us that she's, Interested in becoming a lawyer because she's good at lying. <laughs> Anyone who's good at lying, raise your hand. Um, Simon and I realized that neither of us really lie that much, which is good and bad. I think I might try to get my get those numbers up. Maybe every once in a while, just no. It's important to be honest. We 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 talked about the four agreements. It's good to read those, and it's good to do them. So. Um, so yeah, let's see. Let's back up here. Um, it all starts with uh, the first Audible, where we flew from Austin to Houston, Houston to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Stockholm, and then we had a five-hour layover in Stockholm where we were going to get uh, the next flight, which was from Stockholm to Uland, which is O. It's an A with a circle on top of it. Not sure what that's called. And then an L-A-N-D. And it actually has a silent S. And that's an island that is going to be the home of the seventh episode of Adventures in Golf for the seventh season. And um, it's an island that is between Sweden and Finland in many ways. Physically, it is Finland. Culturally, it's Sweden. People speak Swedish. So there's a great episode of Adventures in Golf waiting for you on YouTube in the future, don't don't know exactly when, October, November, or December. Anyway, we were in the airport and we were like, man, we got five hours of a layover and we're kind of, we had some extra time baked in. So then we all we did was we just left the Stockholm airport and we just got our bags and left. And um, man, it was, we had a day. Simon, you give that day out of 10? What do you give it? Fingers indicating nine, eight. Eight. Eight's a good day. It was half a day. For half a day to become an eight is pretty good. That's kind of like a 16 if it was a full day. If everything kept trending. <laughs> That's a lot of day. A big day energy. Um, we had a... Uh, <laughs> we went swimming. We got bicycles. Uh, we had a great dinner. We ran into some... One of my... One of my uh, the guy who's producing Be The Ball. Those of you that are kind of curious about Be The Ball... It is happening. It's we're finishing it up, and we're very pleased with the product. That we is me, and um, and the we includes another guy named Marcelo, and Marcelo 
is uh, he produced that movie, Searching for Sugar Man, and a few others that you may or may not know. Marcelo texted me after we were in Stockholm for a couple hours, and he said, my friend Martin, who I used to work with, would like to take you to dinner. And I was like, we would like that. So we went to dinner with Martin and his friend, and uh, it was great. We just had a great time in Stockholm. The people are incredible. Um, and we kind of felt like, for what was going to just be a layover, we had a great night, and then we woke up in the morning pretty dang early, actually. And um, this is also, you know, we we didn't sleep on the plane, so this isn't this is a theme that's going to keep showing up over the next couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, we just sort of had a wonderful day in Stockholm. I think I think the great thing if you haven't been to Stockholm about this city is that. It's kind of, um, it's like small enough where you can get it. You know what I mean? Like in theory, you could cycle across most of the city in a day. A million and a half, I want to say, people. And, um, but it's big enough that you could get lost. Small enough that you could recognize kind of where you are after that day of cycling. Big enough that there's enough you know, you can really spread your legs, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can kind of work your way across the dance floor and, and keep kind of finding, I think one of the things the city kind of needs is neighborhoods, right? So it's got enough different neighborhoods. Like it has like the posh neighborhood, the old neighborhood, the, the, the blue collar neighborhood, you know, the family neighborhood. It really felt nice. I hadn't been there for, I guess I went there about 20 years ago and I, was not, I was like a, it's a longer, different story that I don't want Simon to overhear while he's packing. I mean, I've already told him, that's why. I, I can't, I can't tell someone, I'm sure I've told the same story twice, but in this case, it just feels weird because I'm sitting in a room holding a microphone with Simon and like, I know, was it, is it worthy of telling again, Simon, or not really? You can be honest. It's okay. <laughs> it's, he did that Dave Chappelle thing where the, when the voice goes high pitch, you know, someone's lying. You have lied recently. You just lied. It's a good story. All right, I'll tell the fucking story. I just was like, I just wanted to kind of push back just to make sure. Um, so I hadn't, I wasn't into golf already. It was like 20 years ago. I was like at this party. I met these guys who were Swedish and brothers. And they were like, your name is Eric Anders. I was like, yeah. And they're like, are you Swedish? And and. I said, you know, not really, but I, my family is like generations ago and they, um, they were like, you should come visit in Sweden. And this was like in January or something. And then I don't know what happened, but a month later I was like, I'm, I'm coming to Sweden. I, oh, you know what it was? That's right. I now remembered I was hired. I lived in New York at the time. So also going to Europe wasn't as big of a deal as being from California or Texas. But um, that's right. I had a, I was hired to do a portrait in London. Yes, Simon. Now it's a different story. Now I feel good about this. I can actually show you the photo. Um, um a guy hired me to photograph his um his parents. So I went to their house in Cornwall. They lived in a castle in outside, like on the west coast of England. And I went there and hung out with his parents. Just me and his parents. And it was very strange, actually. And we did these two, we did two photographs. They were both like early in the morning with the fog rising over the hills of Cornwall. If you haven't 
if Cornwall isn't giving a picture into your brain, just imagine like, just imagine James Bond on his day off in in England. Do you got it? Right, helicopter. Good. That's it. Just in the yard. It's like, it's kind of like Skyfall, but without the mountains. It's not really. It's totally not it. But um. So anyway, then I had like some time left over, so I booked a little in. I booked a little ticket from London to Sweden. And I went over to stay at this guy's house and it was, um, it was uncomfortable because it was the wrong time of year. It was very cold. It was very dark. I think it was like February or March. And, um, I was staying in an empty apartment, like literally no furniture. And, um, it was quite, I mean, it was just terrible. It was, it was like a traumatic experience. I was very lonely. This was before I played golf. If I had golf, I probably would have figured out a way to go play and have fun. So what I did was I rented a Volvo and I drove to Copenhagen because I figured if I could get myself to Legoland, then I would sort of like, it w I would have figured it out. So I went to Legoland and I got a flu and then it started raining when I was like going through Legoland and I stayed in the Lego hotel. So all of the, all of the furniture is made out of Legos and it was almost like this whole trip was like mocking me. But uh yeah, anyway, I, I I did end up having a time, but it wasn't it wasn't it paled in comparison to this recent trip where we just had a complete experience, you know. And uh and then we went uh we then we went to Oland to go do the video there. I won't bore you too much with that. It was basically a great episode of Adventures in Golf and uh the 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 Swedish culture has you know, infiltrated the Finnish boundaries. And uh, our friends actually came over uh, from Finland, from a town called Turku, which I, I think is, it's not the biggest city. It might be the second or third. And um, we got a chance to really hang with some people who are in the golf industry from Finland. Um, Sebastian, Miko, and v Ville, and Nicholas, and... Um, uh, Tim all came over. <laughs> well, Tim's not Finnish. Tim's from Texas. It's it's a strange experience. <laughs> but uh, we all went over. Um, we went back to Turkey after the shoot. But but basically, Sebastian and his team was who let us know about this golf course that has this kind of interesting cultural implication. And so we we did another little minor pivot where we flew back to Turkey, even though we weren't planning to do that. They put us up in a hotel. We had a great night. We went to dinner. We went to the headquarters, the Tacoma headquarters. It was really beautiful. And um, we, um, we oh, I, that's right. I was invited to a, um, to a Finnish ritual, which apparently involves, it's, it's a group of men who uh, basically all, it's going to sound kind of familiar to you, except maybe a little bit different. So you get you all a group of oh I've, I didn't even remember the frog dance. Oh man, I forgot about the frog dance. If if you've if you've heard of Midsummer the movie, do they do the dance in Midsummer? Did you see that? I didn't see it. Well, anyway, in Sweden, the main like holiday is like Midsummer, where you celebrate, I guess, the longest day of the year, and also the sexuality of nature, I guess, which is super confusing. Um, and then you dance around like a frog on the ground, touching someone's butt. And so we did that on the golf course <laughs> and, um, you know, it was, 
it felt like kind of it felt very uncomfortable i'm just gonna say it but we had a great time and i think it's gonna show simon it's gonna look good on camera right yeah it's not gonna look like we're totally idiots because you know sometimes you see people do stuff well it's one thing to look like an idiot but it's nothing to look really stupid i think there's a difference it doesn't it doesn't look it looks okay i hope <laughs> Simon said, as they say in Finland, it looks fine. In Finland, if it's fine, it's unclear how someone feels. It might be great, is the strange thing. How's the steak? It's fine. That means that they like it, just so you know. So, anyway, I hung out with these Finnish guys. They were like, let's go sauna. So, we go sauna, and all, there's all this talk before we go sauna about getting naked together. We're going to get naked together. Everyone's going to get naked. And I was just like, I don't know what these guys are talking about. Like, and yeah, it was it was actually just like hours and hours and hours of just hanging out with these dudes naked, and uh, and there was a lot of activities actually, <laughs> like, like sauna, and then you go outside the sauna and it's like on this lake and you go swimming, and that was really beautiful because it started raining, and so you come out of this sauna with the steam just burning into your skin. And then you come outside and it's pretty chilly. It's probably like mid 50s outside and maybe a little higher, maybe low 60s, but still chilly. And then it's you get into this water, which is probably a little bit warmer. The water is probably mid 60s. And then it started raining and it's in the middle of the night. It's like a little foggy. It was actually a really special night. And you're kind of just like in the nature of it all. You know, it's kind of like back to the Viking caveman days, you know, when it was like, Oh no, I misplaced my loincloth, you know? And uh, it was cool. We just talked about, didn't really talk about work. Just talked about like places. That, that's kind of one of my favorite things when we're on these trips is to talk to people about people and places. I don't like talking about work. I don't really like talking about where we're going. Sometimes I like to talk about where we're going. Interestingly enough, just as a side note, we're in Bulgaria, a formerly communist country. We're headed to Vietnam, formerly communist country between north and south we're headed and then after that we're going to south korea korea we call it south korea if you want to be really clear about that we're not going to north korea because korea south korea also was attempt that north korea wanted to overtake south korea there's a whole thing going on here with these three locations being formerly communist companies co company countries so we're going to research that we did a little bit at dinner um but uh, but yeah, so we talked about people and places in the sauna. It was really great. And then we went to Finland briefly, uh, hung out there, and um, you know, just just kind of like went. We went for a run and went to dinner. That was basically it. And then we flew back to Stockholm for a day. We had a party with some of the guys, um, David, Simon, and Kale, who started a, a, a small golf clothing startup called local rule and they had uh a couple they probably made like they made a vest a crew neck a t-shirt a golf polo pants shorts a hat a bucket hat some socks and i think that's about it but they made all those things in different colors too so it's a really cool really well made all portuguese construction clothing from these guys who all have like a advertising background. So you better believe it's well styled. And, uh, they were really nice. We had a great party to went to go play golf. Um, went swimming and cycling again, obviously, and just fantasized about moving to Sweden. 
So that's like I'm just waiting for the chance. Um, apparently, it's very common for a for a young man to meet a young woman while visiting Sweden. Did you? I didn't tell you this, Simon. It's a bit of a uh, cliche, actually. American guy visits Stockholm, meets a girl, moves here, moves there. So it's been done. It's it's apparently it's pretty common. Um. So we've got that we've got that going for us at some point. And yeah, we had a great time just kind of like, again, just really great to connect with some local golfers in town and not have a full meetup, but at least have a little like mingle is what people were calling it. <laughs> it's called a mingle. Like golf mingle could be a really cool brand if you wanted to start a golf brand. It would probably be a lot like Christian mingle. <laughs> have you ever used Christian mingle, Simon? But you've heard of it. Yeah. Have you do you know anyone who's used it? Is it so it's a dating app for people who are Christian? Yeah. Christian Mingle. Honestly, what a title. What a great what a great title. I I mean Okay, I'm gonna move off that subject. We're gonna keep going here. We're gonna keep I mean, although I would be interesting because I feel like I wonder what the difference I wonder if like the numbers are better on Christian Mingle for people to like stay together. I'll bet they are. Rather than like atheistmingle.com. <laughs> you never know, I guess. Um, so I'm gonna read an ad. Everybody just hold the phone. I'm gonna get my i I'm gonna go get my phone actually. Let's see if I can vamp while I get my phone out. Okay. Uh Jojo sent me the ad read right here. Okay, this is a live read, folks. This means that I've never read it. Well, that's always the case. And it also means that I'm just going straight into it here. Okay. Oh, fuck. I forgot to say that the show is presented by Precision Pro. Well, if you don't know that by now, welcome to your first episode of the Eric Andrews Link Show, which all of them are presented by Precision Pro. And their range finders are lightning quick to target lock, upgraded HD display. I get a ton of compliments on the one that I'm carrying around with me now, the NX10 with the personalized sheath. Uh, it's also got extra strong a magnetic cart mount, which means that you actually need a chisel to get it off the cart. <laughs> you actually, you actually need to set a reminder on your phone because uh, you will leave it on the cart and it and it will not, it will just stay there forever. It's also got a slope switch, which is pretty tight. So if you go to precisionprogolf.com/eric e r i k, you will get. $20 off your next rangefinder. LinkedIn. Aw, snap. Simon's on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn, Simon? Yeah, me too. I use it. You ever meet any people on LinkedIn? LinkedIn mingle. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fryer on all cylinders. With a f what is this copy? LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. What do you look for in hiring a candidate? What values and ideals are important to you? That's a great question. Usually uh, you want someone who gives a shit. That's number one. Okay, moving on. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond. The world's largest professional network for over 810 million people. Can you imagine that? You know how many people live in Bulgaria? 10 million. 
That's 80 Bulgarias of people looking for work. That's crazy, dude. Imagine 80 Bulgarias, dude. That's almost a billion. When are they going to get to a billion? Let's here's I've got a mission. Let's get linked into a billion people. I know how many people are listening to this podcast and that's not enough. <laughs> we need 190 million people. Maybe Rogan's pod. Anyway, simple tools like screening questions, they make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one. So anyway, you're going to go to linkedin.com slash EAL show. So linkedin.com slash EAL show and post your job for free. Don't go there and type in linkedin.com slash EAL show. Hire me. Do that in another way. Next ad is for Shiden. Are you a fan of Club Glove, the number one travel gear on tour? Here's the thing. If you are not, it's because you don't know about it. And if you are, with respect. Um, the same company that makes Club Glove makes Shaden Precision Eyewear. Uh, Club Glove and Shaden are all about quality. They're made in the United States. And it's very high quality. This is made out of some of the highest quality lenses that your money can buy. In fact, it's made out of mineral glass. I wear them when I go running and it literally makes me go faster. I look like I'm a very fast person. I don't know if you're getting a visual of what these things look like. What do they look like, Simon? They look cycling glasses. They're good cycling goggles, glasses. You should wear a pair. I'll get you a pair. You, Simon, if you want a pair, please go to Shiden Eyewear. Oh, God. You have to go to clubglove.com. Then you have to click on Eyewear. And then you have to use the code EAL Show for 20% off site wide. I'm making it sound annoying, but it's really not. All you got to do is go to clubglove.com, uh, uh, clubglove.com, click on Eyewear, and then use the code EAL Show for 20% off. See better, play better, look better, feel better, do better. With shadeandprecisioneyewear.com. I ad-libbed there. They didn't write all that. Back to the show. So we're in Bulgaria now. And I got to say, this is one of these stories and experiences where, and you'll see the episode. Oh, you know what? They're going to, they're going to, you haven't seen, you know, we're going to try something new on this episode. I don't even want to tell you. Okay. We're going to do it in black and white. <laughs> Whoa. Do you know where we are? Have you seen Jacob Showman? If you haven't, go to the Instagram account, sjomanart.com. At is an Instagram handle. I don't know if he has a website. Showman Art is his handle. S-J-O-M-A-N. Art. And use the code. No, don't use the code. It's an Instagram account. Fuck. Just, it's all I am is, I'm just a walking code. Here's the thing. If you get EAL show tattooed on your body, don't do that. Now, if you do get a tattoo, get a random golf club tattoo, and I'll send you a bunch of shit. Um, <laughs> keeping it vague. I was told by my lawyers to keep it vague. Um, go uh, go check out Stroman Art, because we're at the Thracian Cliffs. For a while, for some reason, I thought it was pronounced Trachian, but it's T-H-R-A-C-I-A-N. And it's uncomfortably beautiful. I don't know what you think is the most beautiful thing in the world. Maybe it's your significant other. Maybe it's your child. But sometimes when you see them, maybe you feel like it's so beautiful that it's uncomfortable. Oh, Simon's doing his be real for the day. Was that be real? 
I tried to get on Be Real, and you know what I realized? I'm too old to be real. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to do it. Hey, for those of you that are like 24 and over, uh, Be Real is like this new app <laughs> where you, where you like have to post every day, and you like can't filter it. It's fucking crazy. I tried it once. And it made me very uncomfortable. I remember, I'm just used to having a filtered life. I don't want to be real is what I was trying to say. I'm all, how about, or I'm already very real. Like I'm here talking for an hour, unedited, literally. It's still going. I haven't pressed pause. There will be no edits. We're 24 minutes in. I'm as real as it gets. No, I do some editing. There's a lot of things I'm not saying that I'm thinking of saying. One of those things is um no but but for real talk you know beautiful location thracian cliffs uh bulgaria on the coast an hour outside of varna which is the second or third largest city in um bulgaria but um you know what's interesting is we got here and i couldn't figure it out couldn't really grasp what to make of it now here's the factors late august very hot kind of at a resort no, not kind of. We are at a resort. Um, and I don't uh, speak Bulgarian. Did you know that the Bulgarians invented Russian, the language? They invented the Slavic alphabet. Or the, it's not Slavic isn't the word, but if you really give a shit, you can Google it, but I forgot the word. It also starts with an S. But um, the the whole experience has been one of like, I mean, the course is obviously stunning to a degree that's uncomfortable. Like I look at how beautiful the course is and all I want to do is like capture it. But ironically, that's not possible truly. I mean, you don't, you know, it's like letting go of wanting to capture every angle is sort of also what part of the experience. So it's kind of funny. But culturally, it's been really interesting to try to understand, um, you know, and this is the point of the whole show where I, ideally the, the, sh the show Adventures in Golf is we travel around and we, go to places and try to understand them uh, for you, right? Or with you, like along with you. We we bring you along into our own exploration of a place and its people and why. And ultimately, look, golf is a business, right? Like people build golf courses, you know, sometimes because they love them, but mostly because it's a business. I mean, I, and many times for both. I mean, I make videos because I love them, but also it's a business, so it's kind of this interesting thing where, you know, golf, all of these golf stories, they're both. And it's interesting because on some level you go around and in this example, Bulgaria, there's like under 10 golf courses. And this is one of the, you know, this was built 10 years ago. There's not a lot of golf here. And so you do start to wonder how it's all happening and what's going on. What's what, what, you know, like Gary player built the golf course in Bulgaria here. Like, and I've always heard about it and, and you always sort of put a little post-it note on this, this story before you come, you're like, there's that course in Bulgaria. It's a Gary player course and it's beautiful. What's it all about? It's at a resort. What's the deal? And it's almost like, it's almost like a bucket list thing for me. Like you got to go, you got to see it. You got to figure it all out. Because there's not that many formerly communist countries that 
have a golf industry. I'm thinking there's a show here. Maybe it's the official, unofficial post-communist golf course guide. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, you don't obviously go to North Korea or Russia. I mean, I guess you would. I played golf in Russia, actually. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I don't know. I didn't really know a lot about um, even communism, really. So it's really strange that we're here in Bulgaria going to Vietnam and Korea. Like, you must, like, I've said this now like a dozen times in Bulgaria. I'm realizing now in hindsight when I real when when we learned at dinner when Simon and I were at dinner and we learned that there were like a couple dozen communist countries at one point in the 50s, amongst them, Korea and Vietnam. So it's kind of strange. That, and those were actually only, there were only a, a small handful that were outside of Eastern Europe. Most of them like Yugoslavia, um, you know, all, and, and, and Hungary and all these countries over here. Like there was only very few that were outside of that. So um, anyway, where we are, Thracian Cliffs, get back to the facts. Beautiful. We did uh, three interviews. We did an interview with the owner, Georg. We did an interview with the head pro, Jordan, Jordan. We did an interview with the uh, superintendent, um, Galon. And um, we also filmed a little bit with our guide, uh, Pavlo Pavlina. And it's really interesting because we just had a great time. And I think that if we also met some, we met three dudes from the U S military, they wouldn't tell me what branch they seemed a bit suspect. They seemed like maybe they thought I was a spy, which is awesome, but they did not want to tell me much about themselves. In fact, I could tell how little they wanted to ask, get asked about themselves because they just kept hitting me with questions. Like it was like question offense. I think they were worried that I was going to be like, maybe I was going to ask them something that was going to, need them to detain me or something. But yeah, I asked them about the Ukraine and everything. And, you know, they, they, they insisted that everything was okay. Um, but I have no idea. Maybe who, maybe they were on a mission. I don't know, but it was nice to see some American dudes and I'm going to stop talking about that right now. And, um, we, We've had a great time. I promise. I am not being held captive. <laughs> Today's date is. <laughs> oh, man. I got to go to bed. We got to get up super early. Yo, thanks, everyone, for listening along to our journeys and our travels and our adventures. Here's the biggest piece of news that's not on CNN. Stuart. And Simon and I are going to reconnect in a matter of hours in Da Nang, in Vietnam. If you or someone you know is in Vietnam, have them DM me and make sure that the first line of their DM says Vietnam, because then I will really know that we've only got a small window to connect. Because one of the things we're looking for in Vietnam is a party, a vibe, a physically interesting situation. Volleyball on the beach, swimming, shark fishing, if it's legal or ethical, uh, a boat trip. Uh, I don't care. Name something, Simon. Mountain biking, go. Swimming. Swimming. Elephant rides, if they're ethically okay. I don't want to ride a chained elephant, but I would ride an elephant if it was free and like 
free range elephant rides is what I meant to say. Um, and that's pretty much what we're looking for over there. And we can't wait. Vietnam's a place that I've wanted to go to for a very long time. And I don't, you, I think a lot of people compare the work that we do on this show to Anthony Bourdain. And what's funny is I was never really into Bourdain until I think about last year I started to get into the show. <laughs> Good timing. Um, and you know, I respect his work and I always, I always felt like we had something in common, even though I wasn't really a student of his work. And I saw the episodes that he did in Vietnam and they were really, one of them was the one with um, President Obama. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just was like, yeah, cool. Like, it's just a vibe. You know what I mean? So I like, I like it. I'm excited to go. I'm excited to see it and feel it. And I think uh, I'll report back from Vietnam. And then after that, we're going to go to Korea. And along the way, we might, someone might tap us because they'll think that we're trying to restart communism in the world. It's possible guys. I mean, I don't know if I'd really like communism from what I understand. Everyone gets paid the same amount and you can't leave. Sounds kind of like prison. Actually, I feel like prison, you get paid like a couple of peanuts and you can't leave. I don't know why. I don't know who's loving that idea. I don't know who's voting for that. Cause I guess it's when it's a, cause I feel like in the beginning from the research said that people were voting for communism. They wanted it. But now that I'm thinking about it, the communist dictator is really what it's all about. Look, if I've said anything that's stupid and offensive, just please understand. I'm a high school dropout. No, don't come here for facts. Don't ever leave here with anything I've said as a fact. Thank you. Live from Bulgaria. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> we're going to, hey, if you're in Sofia, we're going to go there tomorrow. Jojo, you just texted me. Um, all right. Anything I missed, Simon? Nope. Nothing. He says, nope. Simon, he's doing the DIT. What are you? All right. That's, here's a, here's a really kind of a un, un, anticlimactic ending here for this episode. But, uh, this is just the gap in between not Stuart and Stuart. So get ready. And we'll see you all soon. Have a great week.